0: Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries
1: moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner.
0: What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday to everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Lots of stuff coming up in the month of March, right? Tons of things. We got uh, March Madness happening. We got all kinds of stuff like that. Um, unless Notre Dame is playing, I don't really care about March Madness, except maybe the finals because I like to watch that. But Notre Dame is my team for basketball and football, so that's kind of what I'm focused on at the point. At that point, so if Notre Dame's not in it, I'm I'm really not paying attention. So, but. Uh, Hope everything's good in your world. Lots of other things coming on. We have, uh, for our youth group, we have, uh, we're doing a mission walk, 26 mile mission walk for our missions trip to Costa Rica. So we have that going on. I'm sure your month is going to be fairly busy as well. Easter will be happening. Praise the Lord for Easter, right? Hallelujah for the resurrection. And, uh, So let's keep that in mind with all our busyness. Let's not forget the resurrection. Let's not forget that. When we preach the cross, let's preach the resurrection too. Sometimes we can forget about that. We talk about the pain of the cross, but we forget about the glory of the resurrection. It's because of the resurrection and the empty tomb that we have life today, right? So today's discussion, we're talking about big church versus small church. And uh, uh, if you've not heard the comments, the reason we're, we're doing this is because of comments that Uh, Andy Stanley made. Now, since the time that Andy Stanley made the comments... And the time, uh, I think it was March 4th, he, he issued an apology via, via Twitter, by the way. And um, and then later on in the links, I'm going to put in the show notes below, there's another uh, to an interview, a fuller interview of his apology because of what he said uh, about big churches and small churches and his philosophy on big churches and small churches. And by the way, I'm not an Andy Stanley hater. You can watch my YouTube video. I'll put a link down to that video below as well. In fact, the video, the audio that we're going to play here is going to be from uh, my YouTube channel, because um, I think, you know, putting it in here and letting you see hear the context of what I said there is in response to this. I don't have any issues with, with, uh, with Andy. I think he, I will use some of his material for our college career just recently. Uh, I've listened to his podcast a few times, but Uh, But regardless of that, I mean you're gonna hear the comments and if you've not heard them before they sound shocking (laughs) They are shocking Um, but he has since apologized for it. And so we need to move on from that All right, so we're gonna get into it. I'm gonna i'm gonna you're gonna hear the audio of what andy says And then you're gonna hear me give commentary And at the end i'll come back the end, kind of wrap it up a little bit more Go into uh our nerd stuff for the day. What am I nerding out about and then also, um uh, some motivation at the end, because we all need a little bit of motivation. So, But, uh, but enjoy, enjoy the show today. Uh, be sure uh, that if you're not signed up for the Fresh Impact newsletter, please go to my website at thediscipleproject.net, sign up for that, and you will get uh, show notes as well as uh, some extra little tidbits uh, that I give out that I create uh, from the podcast uh, of just little worksheets, things you can work out because I believe in practicality. Uh, that it's not just listening, but it's actually taking it and transitioning what is said into the real world so that it can be super, super practical for you on an everyday basis. So, all right, so we're going to jump into what Andy said. We're going to play a little bit of the audio there, and then we're going to uh, talk about, and this, the whole point of this is if you're a small church, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that uh, kids are going to love your church. So let's get into it. Let's listen to the the comments and then we'll jump right into it.
1: Now, this is one reason we build big churches. People say, why do you have to make them so big? Let me tell you why we make them so big. You probably didn't know this. This is kind of an insider secret. We want churches to be large enough so that there are enough middle schoolers and high schoolers that we don't have one youth group with middle school and high school together we want there to be so many adults that there will be so many middle school and high school kids that we can have two separate environments so when i hear adults say well i don't like a big church i like about 200 i want to be able to know everybody i say you are so stinking selfish you care nothing about the next generation all you care about is you and your five friends you don't care about your kids anybody else's kids are like what's up i'm saying if you don't go to a church large enough, come on, if you don't go to a church large enough where you can have enough middle schoolers and high schoolers to separate them so they can have small groups and grow up the local church, you are a selfish adult. Get over it. Find yourself a big old church where your kids can connect with a bunch of people and grow up and love the local church. Instead, what you do, can you tell I'm passionate about this? Yeah. (laughs) Here's what you do. I, I mean, I'm so sick of this. I hear this all the time. Well, I just don't like a big church. Well, okay, look, look, so here's what you do. You drag your kids to a church they hate, and then they grow up and hate the local church, and then they go off to college. And you know what you pray for? You pray there for there will be a church in their college town that they connect with. And guess what? All those churches are big. The kind of church you don't like. So let me move on. Let me just say this. Don't, parents, don't attend a church that teaches your children to hate church. But is there any truth to what Andy
0: said? Well, I think there is in this regard. Let me break it down in three in three parts here, if I may. OK, uh, simply put this. So the first thing he talks about is this says youth ministries should be large enough where middle school and high school students should be able to split. I agree with this. Would, would all of us love to have a separate high school and middle school group? Maybe it, it probably would from a teaching point of view and from a relational point of view, it probably works out really well that way, except in my group, it may be true of yours, my in our small church here in our group we have thirty five to forty students and what we see is is that they don't want to be apart really we, we they want to stay together and I and I think there's an advantage to that uh, of their camaraderie now they're, now they're accepting of various things that it's a high school only event or a middle school event or something like that but when you're trying to consolidate here, you say, well, this is going to be a, this, we're going to separate high school and middle school. Well, most really can't do that. I mean, if you have 10 kids or 12 kids or 15 kids, and you have two high school kids and the rest are all middle school or vice versa, it's always a little bit awkward. And so for most of my life, even in most of the churches I've been in, I've taught for both groups. Um, of course, I've had to curtail some things uh, when it comes to sex or comes to things like that, but everything else I keep on the top shelf. Right. I keep on the top shelf because I want kids, especially middle schoolers, to reach up a little bit. We also have seasons where we have small groups. where We have six weeks worth of small groups and we have high school guys, high school girls, uh, middle school girls and middle school guys. And so it works in college and it works out very well that way. So to where there is some separation. But I would say this to you, if you're watching this, there's no golden rule that says you have to separate your middle school and high school. For some people, that's optimum. You know, for those of us that have worked in churches like this, it's not—it's not optimal. It's—it actually can work against you, especially when you have new kids coming in all the time to be able to put them where they want to go. Uh, You're in—you're gonna, you know, uh, like I said, I've had some rebellions on my hands when when we've had to separate or do some things, and it causes more chaos than it's worth. So yes, there is a there is a thing about that. Tell me, I would love to know. Leave me a comment below. Do you separate your high school, middle school, and what value do you see uh, in keeping them together? Because I see a tremendous amount of value because high school can be an example right there in front of the middle school. And uh, you know, middle school kind of learns the ropes that way a little bit. So I kind of like that. Um, the second thing that Andy says is that we are selfish for wanting to be part of a small church. Now, I will say this, he does say something interesting, and it's true of the church, it's really been true of the church and smaller churches a lot of ways. He says, You're so sink and selfish, you know, you want us five and no more. We used to say uh, us four and no more. Smaller churches can be clickier. It can be – it's very hard for new people sometimes to come in and participate if, especially if you have four or five families that run the church – can I get a hollow right there? Because that's happened, right? And so it's tough for, you know, the people that says we want only us four no more, we don't do outreach, we won't do those things. And so we don't have an influx of new people. So it's not this is not about small churches, I don't think. This is about health. Do do kids who go to small churches wind up hating the church? No. I think kids who hate church go to unhealthy churches. Unhealthy small churches. By the way, there are kids that go to unhealthy mega churches. And wind up hating the church or get lost in the mix or doesn't get their needs met or whatever it may be. So I don't think it's a matter of small churches versus mega churches. It's versus it's healthy churches versus unhealthy churches. So that's the I think you know what? There are people in the church that are selfish that only want, they don't want to grow. They want their hundred people or two or hundred and fifty people. They really don't want to go beyond that. And you know, I you know, I can't fix all that. I mean, if I'm like the lead pastor, I'm changing that probably, but you know, I've worked for plenty of Pastors who didn't want to do that, they didn't want to really grow, they didn't want to pull the trigger on that, and so they tend to be a little clicky, which that works against us in the youth ministry, obviously, because then the kids are clicky. So we go from there, right? All right, so the third and uh, uh, you know, thing he says is you drag a kid to church they hate. right? He says you drag a kid to a church, they hate. Um, Let me tell you what kids hate. Let me just share a couple of my notes here. Let me tell you what kids hate. Kids hate boring, irrelevant messages. They hate boring worship. They hate people who don't value them. They hate people who won't invest in them. Uh, They hate people who won't open the doors to serve and opportunities to serve. They hate people with no vision. Uh, They hate people stuck in their ways because they think their way is the only way. That's what teenagers hate. That's what they hate. They want to see life vibrant. They want to see it in HD. They don't want to watch things in clunky, old, you know, black and white. They want to see things in full color. And so, you know, when we take kids to a church, the goal isn't whether it's small or big. The goal is whether it's healthy or not healthy. And some of the healthy things we see is, you know, relevant messages that touched, I'm so happy to be in a church where our pastor understands that and addresses our kids. He talks a little bit above their head generationally, but for the most part, he touches their their world in little ways as well. And they're receptive of it. And they love church. Our kids love church. They love their church. And so, you know, kids hate boring worship because they says that that's a boring God. Maybe right. Uh, They, they, you know, people, kids love uh, people who value them. People who people love people, adults who invest in their life. Uh, People love people who open doors of opportunity for them to serve. People love a church with vision and passion. And 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 teenagers, uh, they love churches that are open to being flexible. So once again, it's not about. Healthy. It's not about big or small. It's about healthy and unhealthy. Um, the last little bit here um, is, is that, uh, you know, the, the, the little things that the three, five, if I could wrap this up in, in just a, a bow here. Uh, this is this group needs time of separation, whether it's small groups, whether it's a little mini retreats, whether it's day trips for specific age groups. So those groups can bond within themselves. They need those separate times. They just do, um, you know. They, you know, because it's hard. It's hard for the high schoolers or the upper high school to suffer with the eighth grade squirrely kid who's, you know, off his meds for the day. It's tough, and there needs to be times of separation, though. So don't be afraid to tell a kid, "No, this is high school only." why and then have a reason for doing that right the second thing is this small churches need to step up their game there are small churches that are small and they're and they're suffering and they got two kids and three kids and little five six kids but they're not investing right so what should a smaller church do this is just me, right? I'm just a youth pastor. What do I know, right? First of all, you know, uh, you know, if they're having kids like that, you know, hiring at least a part-time or a part-time youth pastor to meet the needs of some of these kids, right? Maybe give the youth a budget, something to work with, 50 bucks a month, right? Youth ministries can exist on this. They can. I have. I've done it. Uh do things together as a church. Like example, combine you know your missions trip. They'll let the youth and the adults go on the same mission trip, do family missions trips, right? Um they can also you know up in communication skills to reach their generation, whether that's through video, whether that's through clips, whatever that is. And small churches do need to up their game in some ways to be healthy, not to grow bigger, but to be healthy. And healthy churches I think grow. That's just me. What do I know, right? All right, last little thing. Unhealthy churches, not small, produce a weak and anemic church to our kids. Churches who, what do I mean by unhealthy? Here's some of the things I think that are unhealthy. Churches who lack discipline and have a wild, wild west mentality. Nobody seems to be in charge, right? They're just, it's just chaos going on. The second thing I would say is churches who have no vision they just it's just plodding along we're not really going anywhere we don't really have any goals or dreams anymore we're just sort of wandering around in the wild wild west while everybody kind of does their thing and does what they what's you know you know as the scripture says in the old testament they did what was right in their own eyes right there's no leadership going on there um, the third thing is churches who do not disciple new believers if we don't have a process for doing that as a church we're going to be stuck. We're going to have an issue with that, a problem with that. We're going to produce unhealthy believers in the long run. And the last thing is churches who don't make calls for salvation. If we're not, if we're not offering the opportunities in our churches, I think that's unhealthy. Um, you know there are people who you know once again we went through that whole drama you know about not having crosses in churches and not talking about the blood of Jesus and not let me tell you what that's the gospel and if we're not making a call to salvation for people to do that we are creating a monster that we don't want to deal with in the future all right and that is what you heard from my YouTube show by the way if you'd like to follow me on YouTube you can go to youtube.com jedi for hire and um, you can watch uh, I have a bunch Of other YouTube videos, there I think over about 250 uh, to 300 videos on just uh, youth ministry, youth ministry ideas, all that kind of good stuff. But I took the audio from that uh, because I felt like uh, I don't think I could have improved upon it. I think that was uh, what I said was what I said, and I think uh, hopefully it was of value to you. And uh, if you're a small church, let me just tell you, uh, be encouraged. Uh, Your kids with a little help from the Lord, obviously, and uh, and with some hard work on your part and the part of your church, they're going to grow up to love God's church because God's going to change their hearts. So, But anyway, uh, that is uh, that segment. And I want to say that this segment here we're going into is called Nerding Out. And nerding out is basically what I am interested in at the moment. It could be an app, it could be books, it could be anything. Um, and it's sponsored today, by the way, once again, by my store because I haven't because I don't have any sponsors yet. If you'd like to sponsor the show, by the way, feel free to contact me. I would love for you to sponsor the show, but since I don't currently have any sponsors, um, I'm going to uh, be bringing this to you via the uh, Soul Wars, which is my new curriculum that I got out there. It's four weeks of helping students win the war within, uh, and uh, it is Star Wars flavored flavored, and um, it has uh, four weeks' worth of lessons, four weeks' worth of games, four weeks' worth of uh, PowerPoint slides or keynote slides, four weeks' worth of uh, graphics for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, it's got a almost 20-minute coaching session to coach you in the curriculum, and so it is, uh, it is quite the uh, collection there. So you can pick that up at my store if you go to shop.thediscipleproject.net. You can pick it up there, and I hope you do because it could be a game changer for your youth ministry. So, all right, so what am I nerding out about lately? Well, today I took my camera out, and um, I have a Nikon uh, DSLR, and uh, it is a really, really good camera. And I wound up just getting going out today. And I just sometimes I just get this bug in me for photography. And uh, I go out and I just go ahead and whatever captures my fancy. But I also love putting graphics. If you notice some of my YouTube channel stuff or Facebook posts or, you know, whatever I'm, you know, my blog post pictures, Um, sometimes I'll use canva.com, which is what I usually use to create graphics. But a lot of times I'll take pictures. I'll take pictures for my own graphics. And I love going out and I just love getting out of my car. Hard. You know we drive everywhere, right? And so uh, sometimes, I, whatever can, like I'm like if we're going on a trip, okay, I'm the guy. My wife likes to pick the shortest route. They like, to, and this is so opposite, right? Uh, to for some people, but uh, my wife loves to just get there as fast as she can, and I'm the guy that says, "Look, I will stop on the side of the road, and I want to see." The largest peanut in America Okay I want to say oh that's cool look at that What's that over there hey look at that junk outside There I mean I'd be a great picker by the way I I mean I don't have any room or storage or anything But I'd be a phenomenal picker because I would just Want to stop everywhere but anyway I took my camera out today took a bunch of pictures uh, Posted them up on My Facebook if you're interested In any of those Facebook uh, those uh, pictures That I took there but I just stopped I just got out of my Car and like I took pictures of This huge bramble bush and, and, And looking through it and um I took pictures of, you know, the girders of where the uh, where the where the train goes by and uh, just various things that just kind of caught my attention. Uh, the wind was blowing pretty good today. So I got a, a couple of good wind shots and of flags blowing and things like that. And, you know, you may not be all into that, but I would encourage you that whatever hobby you do have, whatever you nerd out about, uh, take that time. Uh, and spend some time with some hobbies spend some time nerding out about some stuff besides youth ministry I love youth ministry love it with all my heart love young people but man you and I both know we got to have our space sometimes right we got to be able to get away and one of the things that I like doing is creating I like taking pictures uh, I like um, taking you know just doing stuff like that and, and using them for graphics or just using them for my own uh, my own pleasure of uh, you know doctoring them up a little bit and putting filters on them or put sayings on them or scriptures or whatever. So uh, whatever you're nerding out about, let me encourage you, get out of your car, get out there and, and do something you love doing, right? Do something you love doing and nerd out about it and take a break. And that brings me to my final little point here of motivation, Right? We've already talked about how to move your youth ministry forward. Now we want you to stay motivated to stay in the ministry. And one way you can do that is by finding a hobby, finding something beyond youth ministry, something you love to do, something you just cannot seem to get away from. And you're like, this is, I, I don't care if it's, it could be sailing. It could be coin collecting. It can be collecting comic books. It could be sports. It could be extreme sports. It could be jumping off cliffs. I don't, I don't know what you're into, but let me tell you something. You got to get out of your office. You got to spend some time, Around some other folks, get around some other people, maybe not like yourself, uh, and just enjoy the world around you so that you can have a fresh perspective on the church, a fresh perspective on your youth ministry. Uh, I'm going to be going to, uh, you know, I haven't been to a conference in a while, probably a couple of years. I'm going to Tennessee this weekend, I'll be up in Nashville uh, for the, uh, youth specialties, uh, un-conference. and, uh, just to go hang out. I'm going by myself. A lot of times I do that. It just seems to work for me because I go up there. I just meet a bunch of people that I don't know. I hang out. Um, and it's just, you know, it's relaxing and sometimes we have to be able to relax. If we don't relax, you know, we're just going to focus on work all the time and then nobody benefits from that. So guys, let me encourage you take a break. Relax. Go out and take your camera. Take that thing that's been collecting dust, your skateboard, your snowboard, uh, your whatever it is, and just go do something with it so you can go have a great time and just relax with the Lord a little bit, okay? All right, guys, that's my show for today. I hope that you enjoyed it today. I hope that you uh, uh, got something from it. I hope it's been of value. Uh, But I also hope that you'll go by and do something. If you did find it of value, that you go back and go to the iTunes uh, page there where the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast is. And would you take some time today and would you uh, leave uh, a review, some stars, uh, and a review maybe of the podcast so that other youth workers can find this, so we can get ranked up in there and get be a part of uh, where people can find the podcast. And uh, it would just be a, a blessing to me. I appreciate it so much. Appreciate you guys listening. I always want your feedback. You can always send me an email to... D project at mecom send me an email maybe a topic or a subject you'd like me to cover because I would love to cover and love the conversation with you and um, and that's it guys that's the show for today I hope you enjoyed it and I uh, look forward to being with you guys next week maybe I'll give a little report on the unconference. Uh, that I'm going to this weekend and uh, something will spark my imagination. So until next time, guys, I hope and pray that this podcast will continue to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward and that you might be able to do all that God's called you to do. So, all right, guys, well, have a great uh, weekend and uh, I'll talk to you guys next Friday.